0: All right, let me put all this shit away. Uh, What fucking bullshit is that? I mean... Oh, my goodness. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm going to take this fucking PlayStation mic. This is... Wait a second.
1: What the fuck's going on on your end? I'd love to see (laughs) what you're doing to fuck up the audio so badly. (laughs)
0: Take this one. All right, all right, all right. Listen, I'm going to attach this microphone now. And if you tell me that what you're hearing right now still sounds better than this fucking $60, $70 lapel mic that I bought from Best Buy, I'm just going to go fucking deep throat Lawrence's shotgun <laughs> barrel. All right, here's the... Okay. How about, how about that? That's good, right?
1: That's good. That's reasonable.
0: All right. We, let's kick this shit off.
1: All right. Can What's we that? use that as an intro? Yeah, sure.
0: Let's talk about writing your goals down. What do you think about that?
1: Well, when I first started, I didn't do anything like that because it sounded too much like a New Year's resolution. What I do is I do monthly goals. And then I have some that are like 6-month goals, but I love writing goals down. It's somewhere to look back and see say what you were doing a month ago, 6 months ago, a year ago, and it allows you some level of accountability.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I learned about the whole writing your goals down thing in some books that I've read and for the longest—not for the longest, but maybe for six months or so—I just felt like it was bullshit. Like, oh, write your goals down; they become true. Since I've started writing my goals down, things just magically changed. And, and some, some for the better, some for not—I'm um, not necessarily for the worse in any case, actually. But uh, it's just the actual action, I guess, of writing my goals down that it, it took longer than I would have liked to to come around to doing.
1: And I know you, what and are I am, you.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, no go ahead. I'm not. Ahead. I was gonna go
1: say I know you and I have personally talked about it before, but I don't know that we've talked about it on the podcast. Is when you start writing down your goals, if it's on the fucking list, you're doing it. You can't look at yeah. it and be like, "Well, I, this month I'm not going to." So if you're writing it down, be realistic. So if you're like, you know what, in a month I want to lose 20 pounds. Guess what? You're not fucking doing that unless you're fortunate enough to lose a limb, and then you you already start to think well it's if it's okay if i don't get to everything or if i don't succeed so like my and i can't like so at work for example it's a different story because i rely on a lot of other people so there's some things that aren't in my control but my personal list and and so like what i do in my personal life and then what i call like my after work work which is like this podcast and the website I'm in fucking control of that. And so far, the last two months, things that I've put on those lists have been accomplished.
0: Yeah. So... Damn it. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's because, it's because
1: I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. And the, the really good audio keeps stumping you, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, your audio does sound pretty good, except when I can hear all of that... In the background.
1: Oh, I thought I, I, thought I had that under a blanket.
0: All right. Writing down your goals. And it's it's important that not only after you write your goals down, that you put them somewhere where you can view them often. I think the human brain or just we, we think 50,000 thoughts per day, something somewhere around there. So if you just say something, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop doing XYZ in New Year's, or I'm going to stop doing XYZ next month, Who's to say that you've got 50, 49 other thousand thoughts that go through your, your mind each day? Eventually, you're just going to stop thinking about that. And it, it may linger in your head. But if you don't actually write it down and put it somewhere where you can consciously think, this is what I need to be focusing on. This is my goal. This is what I want to aim towards. Then it's just you're just throwing it up in the air and hoping to God it sticks. And you're not really doing anything, things that are in your control to actually make sure that you can achieve those goals, be it. Big or small? Hmm. <laughs> uh, so what are some things that you are working on personal skill building wise? Let's talk about that.
1: So skills opposed to like just regular things?
0: Just, just in general, you know, some maybe personal skills, financial skills, you know, people skills, just in general, what are some skills that you're working on building right now?
1: All right, so I'll start with what I'll call my personal life, which is things that have no impact on success, okay? So in my personal life, I've been trying to get better at woodworking. It's something I really enjoy. I like making little pens and gifts for friends. So I've been trying to figure out how to get better, kind of perfect my technique. Like any artist, not that I'm an artist, but like an artist would try to figure out what exactly they're doing. I've been doing that with woodworking. So that's like my big personal thing. On my professional side, I've been trying to get better at both Photoshop and just general electronic editing. So whether that's video, audio, like on a podcast, I've been trying to get better at editing because I think if for Penny Pavers to go the way I'd like it to go, I'm going to need to be better at general computer editing, whether that's, again, sound, audio, visual, whatever it is. And another thing that ties into success is I've been trying to improve how quickly I read. So I've been trying to read a lot more and develop that into a skill. Because I would consider myself, and most teachers considered me, to be a poor reader. So I've been really trying to improve upon that.
0: Because fucking teachers, my teachers always told me I was a poor writer. And And I think about it now and... They're right. Yeah, I was gonna say you're the only <laughs> one that hasn't
1: turned into fucking article yet.
0: <laughs> why do you? Uh, why do you hesitate in calling yourself an artist? You didn't want to call yourself an artist.
1: Well, I don't feel like so. I have great respect for artists, first of all. I don't feel like I am as creative as artists are, and I don't have the like. The, the media that, I, what, that I'm doing. So for me, it's woodworking for an artist that could be digital design or perhaps painting or photography or uh, what else is there? Songwriting, like musical. So there's a whole bunch of different stuff. But I do not have mastery of a domain like that to where I feel comfortable saying I'm an artist. I feel like it would be, uh, say, incredibly obese kid that runs out of a burning building just so he can stay alive. And it's like, huh, I'm a runner. You know, it's like, that's not, that's not how that works, buddy, you know? So it's out of respect for uh, people that are in that field that I, you know, hesitate to say artist.
0: Yeah. My uh, Instagram bio
1: right now for my woodworking page is actually, imagine Bob the Builder with less talent. And that's about how I feel about that.
0: (laughs) And then you also said that uh, you're trying to do things. What makes you phrase it in that way? Are you not actively doing them, or is it just that that word that you're trying to do something caught me?
1: Okay, I don't obviously. What was I? Was it did I say it for all of them?
0: No, you just said that you were trying to get better at editing, and, and basically what I'm saying is that there's power okay. in there's there's power in, in saying that you. Are something or before, before you even necessarily achieve it, you are getting better at video editing, or you are a, a great video editor as compared to I'm trying because when you say I'm trying, it's so much easier to procrastinate. Oh, I can, you know, put in a few more hours here or there later. Oh, I can do this at some other point. And it just leads It just leads you astray.
1: Yeah, no, I I would agree because I always kind of say trying. So part of it is laziness, honestly, because if I tell you that I'm trying to get better, you don't have a deadline, so you're not really expecting much from me. Exactly,
0: exactly. And
1: Yeah, and the other reason is because, yeah, it's it's not on my full radar. It's something that I tinker with here and there. It doesn't have my full attention. And also with the fact that so many people see what we're doing, or maybe not so many. Maybe, you know, it's just mom and grandma, but... I would be really embarrassed to be like, yeah, Peak. I've I've actually become quite the audio editor. And everyone out there is, this fuck ass has no idea what he's talking about. This audio is shit. They're static on Peak's line. <laughs> Whatever things are wrong with it.
0: Oh, then it just comes, it gets into, if you give a fuck what people think about you or what they say about you. Some things hold weight and other things, just dead wood in the water. Mm. So, but but yeah, I, I just picked up on that. And it's just purely for just reading about certain things and certain ways of saying things. And just, I think it comes from um, Think and Grow Rich, the book by Napoleon Hill. I think it's Napoleon Hill, pretty sure. But he just talks a lot about manifesting who you are before you're actually that person and feeling feeling how it would feel to be that, that great. Because if you never know what it would be like to be a great uh, audio Editor or video editor or a successful person, if you've never sat down and and imagined it, pictured it in your head, and said, okay, this is what it would feel like, this is what it would look like, this is what I would be doing, et cetera, et cetera, then you're just aiming blindly towards the future and and saying, oh, I'm trying to do this, but I don't really know what this looks like, so I'm just going to continue to. and, And it's all, it's purely subconscious. So you, and your subconscious mind works. 30 times, 20 times faster than your conscious mind. So subconsciously, you're saying, I'm going to try to do this and, I'm, and, I, and I want to accomplish these certain things, but you've never actually sat down and consciously thought about it and input it into your conscious mind. So you say, this is for me, for example, in, in all of the studying that I'm having to do right now, I've d- decided in my mind the successful student to be the successful student this is what it looks like. It's extra hours, it's after class, more studying, it's not necessarily late nights, but it's just hours and hours and hours of dedication to studying the course material. That's what a successful student looks like. So I can already call myself a successful student because to me, personally, that's what being a a successful student is, is putting in all the extra hours, being diligent, and uh, and that kind of I can can tie that into one of the personal things that I'm working on is being an active listener. You know, so when you go into, I'm sure you noticed when you were in college, you'd go into class, teacher would throw some PowerPoint slides up on the, on the board and immediately everyone would just start writing and the slides are probably available online or some other way you could get the slides. So if you talk to teacher after class, whatever people are just writing mindlessly. As soon as the next slide changes, it's like a race to get through and and write everything that's down on the slides. And the whole time you're doing no active listening, right? So you can, you can, the the teacher is already going to go over everything and they're going to go through each slide or at least the important things. And then if there are other things on the slide that they want you to know, I'm sure that they'll make that information available to you or they'll tell you. But what I'm getting at is, being an active listener whether that's with someone that you're talking to like I'm talking to you right now or in class or just someone that's giving me a critique about something and it, being an active listener is giving that person your full attention so let's say you've got you've had a really really bad day car broke down you know girlfriend broke up with you you know your your bank account is negative all that stuff piled up on one day but you go into a job interview and you really need this job interview to pay it, you know, to work out. Well, you, can, you can't really focus on that job interview if you're consumed in everything else that's going on. So active listening and focused attention kind of play hand in hand. And that's one of the things that I'm working on is just really when someone is talking to me or presenting something to me, I'm completely absorbed in what they're saying. Their verbal, nonverbal cues body language the way that they enunciate certain things and what what it does for me in the classroom specifically is I can I can see and pick up on certain things that are more important than others right so if they're if we're going through a list of 10 things and I know and the teacher knows three of those things will be on the test they'll probably harp on those things three, three things a, a little bit more than they did the other seven but if I'm just writing down everything, I'm trying to write as fast as I can, all 10 of, all ten of those items onto my, onto my notes that I'm probably not going to look at anyway. I mean, think about how many times you actually referenced your notes, especially if those items were uh, available to you digitally online or in some PowerPoint or something. So, um, But if, if I'm just writing down all 10 of those things and I miss the emphasis on three of those things, By the time that I finish writing, well, the teacher has already passed those three things and she's now going over, he or she's now going over the other seven things that don't really matter. Uh, Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense, but let me ask you this. So going back to like the trying thing, right? So say I decided I wanna make that my goal. I'm like, you know what, Peek's doing it. That sounds like a great idea. That could really help me, this active listening. How would you measure that? So right now with you and this personal thing you're working on, did you say like, you know, in a month, I want to be a good active listener or how are you measuring it? What are you quantifying there? If that makes sense. Did that, I don't know if that, yeah, so, made, okay.
0: No, no, it makes sense. So it just depends on the situation. If I can have a, if we go back to the conversations, if I'm having a conversation with someone in person, can I recall their body language? Can I recall certain things that they emphasize? If active listening can also be reading. It's more so, it's like a trade between active listening and focused attention. So, if I'm reading something, speed reading it, or if I'm reading it for comprehension, either or, they're really, really one and the same. And after I finish reading a page, if I can look off and stare blankly at the wall and recall what I've, you know, what I've just read there, how much of it can I actually recall? How much of that conversation do I actually remember? What were the important things? What were the things that I could bring up next time? For example, and you can practice this when you're, when you meet someone for the first time, or when you're having your, that first interaction with someone, because again, you can really easily see what people are most interested in when they talk to you, especially if they want to talk to you. You know, so if you meet someone and they briefly bring up the Cowboys, or they briefly bring up horse riding, or they briefly bring up golfing, it opens more doors for you in the future by having something to relate to that person with or having something to bring up with that person again, because it's something of interest to them. Um, So those are just some of the ways that I actively listen, engage myself, focus on that person, that task, that whatever it may be, and see how much of it I can recall. And And it helps your, to me, it helps my memory. And I'm sure it could help anybody's memory. But have you have you ever noticed that you'll you'll meet someone and maybe they'll tell you their name and the next time you meet them you can't recall their name?
1: Yeah, so I I'm notoriously bad with names. I do fairly well with faces, so like if I interact with someone I'll remember their face, but names yeah. are pretty bad and basic details sometimes will be kind of hazy. Maybe you know, so yeah. like maybe the active listening is something I need to give some attention to as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, well. You know, think back to a conversation you, you had today. You know, hopefully you talked to someone in person today, you had some kind of human interaction. Not can today. you remember can you okay, well just any <laughs> conversation. Can <laughs> Yesterday you, can I you saw think people. of people? Can you can you think of uh, something that a person may have mentioned now that you you've kind of looked at this in hindsight? Can you think of any nonverbal cues, any things they might have in? emphasized anything that they probably have interest in any like keywords
1: yeah i'd say so now that you say it like it's not a lot rushing to my mind or anything but i can uh
0: i feel like i can
1: pick up a few little things perhaps but now now that i'm more aware i feel like i can you know like maybe tomorrow i'll be able to recall more of this because now i'm trying to really listen to what you're saying
0: yeah yeah and i mean there's a lot of power in actually listening and being an active listener. Something that I've that I've learned is after you meet someone and they say their name, you immediately repeat it back to them so that they, you know, so that so that you, you know just for pronunciation reasons and then you can get it in your head the first time. Cause when someone says, Yeah, my name is or I say my name is Deshaun, and that's the first time they've ever heard it. They've never said it before, and then we don't see each other for three days, and then the next time we see each other I'm in the military, they'll look at my name tape and they might try and pronounce it or they might ask, yeah, what's that guy over there's name? But, you know, when you, when someone says their name and you immediately repeat it to them, that's already starts that the repetition and the, and that memory in your, in your mind. Mm. And, and a neat
1: tip. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I'm listening.
1: So I was going to say anything that I picked up and I haven't done it a lot, but I've done it a few times is, so I just started a new job and I have a little Excel on my work computer. And whenever I learned something interesting about someone in the office, I try to input it into the Excel. And so it's password protected, so it's not like it's a, you know, it's not like it's just random people's information out there. And it's on a government computer, so I feel safe. I don't feel like a creep. But let's just say Sarah, right? I just made up that name. But so I'll be like, Sarah, say I'm talking to Sarah, and she's like, oh, both of my kids, they're having a hard time with school this year because Bob just went into fifth grade. And then so I'll be like, okay, Bob's fifth grade. So then if I know I'm going to be seeing her, I'll try to reference that Excel before I actually go see her. And I'll just be like, okay, Bob was in fifth grade. And okay, is, is he doing better in school? So it's like gives you little questions to ask. And also yeah. you want to be careful with that. Because if say it was just one time you met Sarah and it was four years ago, it'd be creepy. <laughs> because, so how's Bob? He's about in 10th grade now, right? But that's going to creep some people out.
0: Yeah, you gotta do your you gotta do your due diligence and stalk them on Facebook to get the latest <laughs> and, and greatest information on them. Um, but there's there's something else that I want to point out. There's a there's a really great book. It's called um, Never Splitting the Difference by Chris Foss. He's an ex FBI negotiator. Really, really, really smart guy. But something you can do when you're when you're talking to people and you're trying to get more out of them. Uh, I think I did it a few times with you it's called mirroring so for example if if you say you know if you're talking to someone and they say yeah i have uh i have a cat and um and i just go to school and you say a cat you know you meet your to them like it it picks up on they want to know more about my cat but (laughs) but mirroring is is a really really great trick to, uh, to kind of dive deeper into conversations, especially when they're dying. Let's say you just you just met someone and you want to continue talking to them. You want to keep the conversation going. I've, I can attest to it firsthand, mirroring works, wonders, and keeping a conversation going. And you couple that with active listening and you couple that with focused attention. And you can really learn a shit ton about a person in a small amount of time. And then you'll have so much to go back on in your next interaction with them because you did all the listening, you were focused on what they were saying, and you used your mirrors. And you, it's it's just imagine going down a rabbit hole, then you find another rabbit hole in the rabbit hole, then another rabbit hole inside that rabbit hole. And you can go as far as you want. You can. It, and <clears throat> I give a little account here. I met someone who I'm looking to do business with. We met in a coffee shop at twelve to get coffee and talk about business. We sat there in the coffee shop from 12 to 6, six hours. I think that's it. Yeah, six hours. And then we left because we realized how late it was getting and we'd just talk for six hours. And then we went and stood outside and we talked for an additional two hours before we actually parted ways. So from 12 to 8, I I put these practices in And I I didn't intend on it to go that long, but when you're able to mirror and, and actively listen to someone who wants to be listened to or wants to talk, they take advantage of that situation, not in a bad way. Then you can talk as talk as long as as long as there's daylight, and then after that too, if you want. Hmm. So try try it out next time you're you at a party or something. Mirroring, you just repeat a word, repeat one of the one of the words that they might have emphasized, or one of the words that you think you could dive into a little bit. And it's what what's awesome is when you're trying to use mirroring, you ha- you force yourself to. To focus on what they're saying. And you force yourself to actively listen to something that they might have perked up. Their shoulders might have went up. Or their their chin might have went up. Or their eyes might have gotten a little bigger when they said a certain thing. And that tells you they would love to talk more about that certain thing. You know, because you can see it like a roller coaster when someone's talking. They say, yeah, I have a dog. And then they go back to saying, "Uh, "And I've worked at this fucking shitty shithole of a job for five years. Which one do you think they're going to want to talk more (laughs) about, you know? Right. So
1: are there any other little or not necessarily little, but goals that you're working on right now just to get back to the goal idea?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Identifying good and bad habits. I think that's really important. And with that, removing distractions, but you, you have to also first be able to identify good habit, bad habit, and a distraction. And how is it distracting you? Is it, is it physically, mentally, distracting you? Something that um, that I learned recently is to keep just something to write with near you. So if you're working on something focused, or typically you should be focused on anything you're doing, but to keep something to write with next to you. And when you have something that pops up in your head that's distracting, whether it's a thought or someone comes in to disturb you, whatever is going on. Write it down on your little notepad. Write it down, and and not only write it down, but write it down with a time when you will dedicate yourself to resolving that or working towards it or whatever the distraction is. For example, if you're reading a book and then you think, "Oh shit, um, I got to go pick the kid up from school," <laughs> uh, and this it's is just a, just a really elementary, yeah, and a really <laughs> it's cool elementary bit. example, but. Write it down in your book that you got to pick the kid up from school at three o'clock. Boom, you've got you've got it out of your mind, and you, you're telling yourself that I've handled that, and I can now get back to focusing on what I'm doing. And then what I've noticed is that when I do that, not only can I refer back to those thoughts that I was having at the time, but also I can I, it 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 doesn't continue to come up and continue to distract me. There might be other distractions, but just write those down too, you don't have to you know you don't have to worry about trying to juggle all these things oh i gotta remember this or you'll i'm sure you've experienced it before where you're doing something and then something pops in your head but because you don't write it down because you don't know exactly when you can get to it you tell yourself that has now taken priority over what you're doing now and you stop what you're doing now to focus on that distraction and i mean it's just a it's just a feedback loop from hell because it can go on forever then you start focusing on that that new thing and then another distraction comes up before you know it oh well i've dealt with two distractions now i now i deserve a break and now you're wandering mindlessly on youtube scrolling on instagram and so just this is just one of the tricks that i use
1: so i've noticed that both of your i think both of the things you're trying to improve are very like important they're very big so if I'm someone that's new to this idea of like self-improvement, or where, where do you start? Did, how did you come up with those as things to improve on?
0: Self-assessments. And I don't mean some self-help bullshit that you look at on BuzzFeed or Google or something, but you just really have to... If you close your eyes right now and ask yourself, what are three things that if I improved on, I could get where I want to be, or I could be a better person... Those first three things that pop in your head are things that your brain knows, your subconscious mind knows you need to fucking focus on those things, but all of the other distractions in your life prevent you from doing so. So after you know what it is you want, then you have to say, okay, what is it that's preventing me from getting these things? And then you have to think, what is it that I need to do to get those things? So between the between those, I don't know, three questions, you can really make good effort, or you can make good effort towards achieving those things or removing the bad, honing in on the good. Only if you want to. You have to want to do those things. And I think a lot of people just want it to be force-fed down their throat. All you have to do is, and we see it all the time in mass marketing, all you have to do is take this one pill and we'll make you skinny. All you have to do is follow this six-minute workout and you'll have six-pack abs. All you have to do is download my or, – or pay $5,000 for my e-commerce program and you'll be a millionaire. All you have to do is this and you can have a million followers on Instagram. We, we look for instant results and it's just not always the case. You have to realize that things take time and and especially – I think we've mentioned, I've mentioned it before. Um, I can't – I believe the book is The Compound Effect really, really – Really great book. Really, really, really great that. book.
1: That was, that was very powerful. I, I
0: haven't, I haven't read it, but I've listened to it, and I do want to read it. But I was telling my roommate today the story that I believe was in that book about the the kid in the trees. Was that in the yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, just the guy goes out to the woods with the kid. There's three trees there. This is really important to listen to. There's three trees. One of them is a baby sapling. And he tells the kid, pull the tree up. The kid's confused. He pulls the tree up. He doesn't understand why. The guy says, all right now, pull this tree up. The next tree is, it's been there for maybe a year, and its it's got some roots in the ground. And so the kid, with all his might, tries to pull the tree out of the ground. And it takes everything out of him to actually pull the tree out, throw it on the ground. And he's, he's kind of pissed off now. He's making him do all this work. Goes to the last tree and he says, "All right, now pull this tree out of the ground." And this tree is two times the size. It's really dense, you know. It's a big tree compared like to the kid's size. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "Okay, now pull this tree out." And the kid says, "There's there's no way. I'm not even gonna try. I know I can't do it. I had to exert all my energy pulling the last one out." And the guy says, "Now, and I don't know the exact wording, but." Now, relate that to your habits because the deeper your habits, the longer you've been doing certain things, the harder it is to uproot. And we see that with our parents. And if you try and teach your parents something new or if you try and explain a different way of doing something to someone who's been, quote, unquote, doing it for longer than you've been alive, I'm sure you've heard that before. They're just not very receptive to it. Think about it with kids and, and when they come home with new new methods of doing math that are taught in school today. And the parents, they're very, they only want to do, I don't know what what fucking bullshit they learned, but you get the idea. And so identifying those good and bad habits early on is very important before it becomes that big tree. And it's going to take much more to uproot it. And also, you can't just remove shit from your life. It just... We just don't. We just don't work like that. We're not wired like that. So if you if you remove one thing, you have to replace it with another. What's that first law of thermodynamics? Newton, some shit. Uh, like neither energy can't be created or, or, or destroyed. Yeah. yeah. So you can't just remove that energy from your life. You got to, you know, put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Smokers, smokers don't just stop smoking. And if they do, it's extremely rare. They Chronic masturbators.
1: Chronic. Or... <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> Let's, let's, bring, let's
1: circle it back to you. Yeah, chronic masturbators, Peak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's your hand, just, by just... the way? <laughs> Getting that grip strength back, let me tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like choking but... a fucking Twinkie, isn't it? it makes <laughs> <me> sick.
0: <laughs> so I think you get the idea, though, that you, you've got you've to replace something with another thing, whether it's good or bad. And a lot of times... We replace good things with bad things because the bad things have more of that instant return.
1: And I, I think that's a good way to wrap it up and then circle back to the idea of goals is you can't just do something, right? Like if, if you're trying to say, say your goal is to start eating better, or to read more books, or you're trying to learn a new habit that that time is not like all of a sudden, if say you want to work out an hour a week, it's not all of a sudden your week has an extra hour. You're having to cut other shit out. So like for me, um, one of my goals is to read a book a month. And I've done that successfully for three or four months now. So it's becoming a good habit, but I've had to cut out my Netflix watching. I've had to cut it down. So when you guys are setting these goals, Just because it's on the list doesn't mean it's going to be easy to do. You're going to have to set time and if it's a goal like, hey, I want to stop smoking, be prepared because something else is going to fill that. And it may not be better. Maybe you stop smoking, but you start drinking more, you know?
0: Or doing crack, yeah.
1: Or doing crack. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, just be, the more aware you are and the more you know going in, the more successful you will be coming out.
0: Yeah, and remember, you know, If you want to be an artist, if you want to become a, a, you know, a video editor or an active listener, whatever it is, you have to know. Non-chronic masturbator. Yeah, you have to know what that looks like. You have to know that a non-chronic masturbator doesn't have as many calluses on their hand as you do from all that dry rubbing you do. You have to know that someone who edits videos, they allocate time to doing that, and and once you. Once you visualize that and you know what it looks like, that person spends X amount of time. And it's completely up to you. So that's where we we really draw ourselves astray. You know, you look on Instagram and that e-commerce person or that real estate person or whoever it is that you may look up to, that they spend eight hours of their day actually on Instagram or they spend doing whatever. And then it really distorts your view of what that looks like. So. Being that successful person, being that artist, being that active listener, it is completely up to you and what that person looks like. And you have to you have to decide that, or you can write that stuff down, and then from there you can work to become that person, not some figurative person that you've made up in your mind that you don't really even know. You don't even really know what it looks like. So you don't really even know what you're aiming for. Mm.
1: Very well put, and I feel like that's a great place to end on. So as always, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at team at pennypaver.com or head on over to our website to see some of our articles or other things we may have on there at pennypaver.com. And we are looking for feedback, so this, as of the time of recording this, none of our episodes are live, so we haven't gotten any. But if there's an episode you particularly like, let us know, and we can see uh, maybe what we did there. If you don't like our side tangents, let us know. If you would prefer Peek and I just kind of shoot the shit for a little bit and don't have maybe a a, a definite topic for the episode, but just want to hear us talk about general stuff, let us know. You know, we want to hear what you guys want. And I think yeah, I love to talk. Yeah, Peek loves to talk (laughs) and chronically masturbate, which he does at the same time, which is why this podcast takes so much editing. So, (laughs) all right. Well, I'll uh, talk to you later, man. Adios.